All right, and welcome back to a new edition of the show, Rebel with a Cause. I'm your host, Eric, and uh, no guests this evening. We're just going to go around the very, very spherical globe that is not flat in any kind of way. Uh, just going to head around and uh, catch up with some new stories uh, that's been happening over the last uh, couple weeks. And uh, i got some juicy ones for you. And uh, the title of this episode is No Punishment Whatsoever. Just none. Because that's basically what I am seeing out there. There's just no punishment going on for wicked bad actors out there. So let's get to it. We're going to uh, head on over to one of the uh, more interesting uh, stories going on right now. Uh, basically, uh, all of this uh, last couple of weeks, uh, you've had the U.S. Uh, press secretaries and uh, State Department people coming out and basically just lying to everybody, saying that uh, Russia is going to invade uh, the Ukraine at any moment. Why, those dastardly Russians, how dare they? And uh, there was actually some good uh, pushback from one of the... Uh, from one of the press people uh it was a pretty good clip some of the other shows have talked about it but uh, if you go find that clip it's definitely worth your while to go watch but uh doesn't really seem like russia's really actually doing anything about it uh and they say well you know they're on the ukrainians border you know they're essentially like 70 miles away from the border you know not really on the verge of <laughs> of going into the ukraine to start uh, cracking skulls right because when when the words that are used on the border you're getting this image of your in your mind of a of a line drawn in the sand somewhere or out in the field somewhere and that like the russians have got like their toes of their boots like right up against the line they haven't actually crossed it yet that's not what's happening here they're they're 70 miles away from the border yeah so it's ridiculous but let's get right into it uh here we go a washington post uh, a picture of Biden looking a little more lucid than, than normal. Uh, kind of looks like he actually knows where he's at at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Russia says some more troops are withdrawing from Ukraine's border. Now, of course, this is the Washington Post. So they got to, you know, cover their ass a little bit. And then we see the uh, President Biden says U.S. has not verified any pullback. And this is uh, from a few writers. And I've been seeing this more and more, by the way. Just a few writers, like, contributing to a story here. Uh, so let's see. President Biden said Tuesday that the United States has not verified that some Russian military units are moving back from the border of Ukraine and returning to their bases, despite claims by senior Russian officials. And this is a quote. Uh, that would be good, but we have not yet verified that, Biden said in an address to the nation from the White House. Indeed, our analysis indicate that they remain very much in a threatening position, 70 miles away from the border in their own country. And uh, one of the positions is actually closer to Belarus than it is to the Ukraine. But, you know, let's not let details get in the way of a good time. Uh, Biden said that Russia had positioned more than 150,000 troops. Oh, my. Up significantly from previous estimates of about 130,000. The president noted that an invasion remains distinctly possible. No, it isn't. Not anyway, because Vladimir Putin has already said that he's not going to invade the Ukraine. So, but Biden's remarks were a shift from his administration's dire warnings of an invasion, invasion, which only last week senior officials described as possibly imminent. Biden began his remarks noting that over the weekend he had spoken with Russian President Vladimir Putin 
to make clear that we are ready to keep pursuing high-level diplomacy to reach written understanding among Russia, the United States, and the nations of Europe to address legitimate security concerns, if that's his wish. It's basically like putting it in his court type of thing. Uh, Biden noted that the Russians had started their willingness to continue talks. I agree we should give them the diplomacy every chance to succeed. And I believe there are real ways to address our respective security concerns. And, of course, this is at the Washington Post, so if you want to read more, you got to, like, sign in. Uh, oh, wow. I must have uh, pleased the uh, Washington Post gods over there. So, so Biden noted that the Russians had started their willingness to... Oh, I already read that. Uh, Biden said the United States remains prepared to respond with potentially crippling sanctions to Russian invasion and said that the pipeline would bring natural gas from Russia to Germany. Will not happen. If Russia sends its forces to Ukraine, Biden also reiterated his pledge not to send U.S. military servicemen to fight there. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, potentially crippling sanctions. Uh, anybody who knows me uh, pretty much knows the, the Ron Paul view of this, but economic sanctions are indeed an act of war. You are blocking a country from otherwise producing for itself uh, free trade uh you're blocking all of that and uh it's one of those things that uh liberty-minded people always like to crow on and on about is uh where goods and services don't cross borders armies will and uh sanctions are just another part of that so telling russia that you're going to induce crippling sanctions on them uh number one russia has other partners that they trade with uh, so it's not really going to be that crippling for them. Uh, just look up the BRICS. That's Brazil, Russia, India, China. Um, so yeah, it seems like uh, we're all thinking that sanctions aren't indeed an act of war. So here we are just, you know, basically saber rattling at this point. Uh, so earlier in the day, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said that he saw a reason for cautious optimism after Moscow signaled a willingness to continue talks to resolve the crisis over Ukraine and said uh, some of its troops were pulling back. So the, the other thing here is that uh, Europe gets a lot of its natural gas and energy from Russia. It's, it's not like it's completely isolated. Germany is probably like one of their biggest customers. So all of this is uh, basically just setting things up for there to be problems in the future so it's like it's just one of those things you gotta you got to um really really just kind of get out of the way and uh russia doesn't really want to go into the ukraine uh the ukraine is a mess of a nation um the united states has funded actual nazis over there, uh, giving them weapons and, and money and everything. The Galatian SS, the Azov Battalion and Right Sector, uh, all of these scary sounding names. And, you know, they're, they're like literal Nazis. Uh, the Galatian SS in particular are the sons and grandsons of actual Nazis from World War II. So uh, as much as everyone over here in the United States, oh, we got to punch a Nazi in the face. I was like, okay, let's, you know, go over to the Ukraine and you can punch those Nazis in the face. And We'll see how well that works out for you. So, yeah, it's just a overall just bad situation. Hopefully it doesn't get any worse because uh, I'd really, 
really would suck if uh, World War Three was started over stupid mess in the Ukraine that's been going on with Russia since the 10 hundreds, something like that. You know, it's it's just basically stupid. I, I, I hate seeing that it's in the news. And of course, all of the people around, it's like the 1950s all over again with the Red Scare. You know, there's Russian hiding underneath your bed, little Jimmy. <laughs> you know, that kind of silly stuff. But um, speaking of Russians and uh, Russian collusion, uh, we get this interesting little story from the New York Post. Uh, turns out the real threat to norms was the Hillary Clinton campaign. And why? Uh, from the perspective of several years ago, as the staff of an implausible political thriller or conspiratorial YouTube account, you gotta love how they always dig on conspiracy theory. You know, as if uh, us who dabble in the conspiracies haven't been proven right over and over, especially in the last two years. Uh, but here we go. One presidential campaign spies on another as part of a broad effort to get government agencies to pick up the baton and launch high-stakes investigation of the new president that hampers his first years in office and consumes massive public attention. Where could such a thing happen? Maybe Brazil or Equatorial Guinea. See, now the, the, the author here, who, who, who wrote this? Richard Lowry. He's being funny. He's working out jokes. Uh, the latest from the special counsel, John Durham, is that the tech executive connected to the Hillary Clinton campaign mined internet contacts between Russia and entities connected to Donald Trump in search of material to try, as Durham put it in court filing last week, to establish an interference and narrative... Gotta love that word, narrative, tying the candidate Trump to Russia. Uh, Durham's probe is a righteous effort to get to the bottom of the matter that deranged American politics for two solid years, but has been derided and ignored by the mainstream press, which is... <laughs> uh, yeah, this is like ignored by the mainstream press. We were treated to nonstop coverage of, you know, any day now, this uh, house of cards will collapse and all of the other buzzwords that they were using. But uh, here we go. Uh, Russiagate did more than it shared to undermine the norm that losing campaigns should accept the result of free and fair elections. Uh, <clears throat> since when? It's, it's a United States election that has never been free and fair. Let's uh, drop all the pretenses here. And to erode uh, confidence in the institution at the highest levels of government. Uh, please, please continue the erosion. This is one type of erosion I can get behind. Just take the confidence level to negative 10, if you could. And maybe we can actually get something done. Uh, one way to minimize the harm is to insist on accountability. Uh, since when has that ever going to happen in Washington, D.C. or any state house of the union? It's just not possible. There is no accountability. These people fail upwards uh, every time you see it when they crash and burn you know this uh, governor cuomo is an exact excellent example of this the motherfucker was given an emmy for his daily news briefings uh, about covid when he literally put old people back into nursing homes and killed thousands of them but now we're going to go after him for grab ass uh, for you know sexy little interns in their 20s right it's just ignore the the grandma you know punching the tickets of several thousand grandmas and grandpas out there yeah, so, uh, yeah, there is no accountability. There never has. There never will be. Uh, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we are entering a time in which uh, public corruption is going to be so open and so brazen that uh, actual criminal activity will be shown to you for what it is 
and you will be made to accept it or else and uh, this is just one of those instances so the people who were most invested in Russiagate for the longest though are least interested in revisiting its origins let alone apologizing for their own credulousness I've been drinking a little bit too much today credulousness I can't say it or malice uh, according to Durham, a tech executive named Rodney Jaffe, or Jaffa, uh, who knows, uh, engaged in the information operation against the Trump and his campaign, allegedly coordinated with uh, Michael Sussman, a lawyer for the Clinton campaign, and his highly connected law firm Perkins Coie. Uh, that did work both for the Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party. Durham notes that uh, Jaffa, Jaffa, whoever, uh, also joined up with an investigative firm that Perkins Coie hired on behalf of the Clinton campaign numerous cyber researchers, employees at various internet companies, and researchers at the U.S.-based university, he sought, he said, to please VIPs in both the Clinton campaign and Perkins Coie. So here we have an actual spy case, and this is on top of the uh, shit that Obama was doing to the uh, Trump the candidate uh, back in the day. And this is like the actual spying of a presidential candidate. Now, there was probably spying going on in the Hillary campaign. How else was everyone supposed to know that Hillary had her own private email server? You know, that's, uh, the spying goes all over the place. And it's just used for one-upsmanship. It's basically going to say, oh, well, you know, you can't have uh, these nice things because these terrible people are doing terrible things. And, you know, that's just how it is. So... Uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of, like, Clintons in, in, in bad form <laughs> out there and more uh, bad people that uh, need to be punished, but uh, we'll never see uh, or smell the inside of a prison. Uh, they'll never pee in a stainless steel toilet. Uh, here we go. TheDailyMail.com uh, The queen to foot part of Andrew's 12 million pound bill. Almost said dollar, and that would have been incorrect. Uh, but I am a professional podcast host, and I don't make those kind of fucking mistakes. Humiliated Duke's mother helps pay settlement with rape accuser Virginia Roberts in bid to draw line under scandal before Jubilee celebrations, which he will be banned. I gotta love it. It's all capital letters. Banned from attending. Uh, Andrew and his, and his accuser, Virginia Jeffrey, uh, reach out of court settlement in civil sex claim filed in New York. Uh, her lawyer wrote jointly with Andrew's lawyers to say that the parties had reached settlement in principle. Uh, court papers show Duke will make substantial donation to Miss Jeffrey's charity in support of victims' rights. Uh, Buckingham Palace declines to comment on the news, on which is the year of a Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Nobody fucking cares. Um, not even the British people. Uh, the Queen is to foot part of the bill for Prince Andrew's uh, sexual abuse lawsuit, which could end up costing some £12 million, report claimed tonight. So, uh, the full statement, and I'll move my stupid mug over here. Uh, Virginia, Jeffrey, and Prince Andrew have reached an out-of-court settlement. The parties will file a stipulated dismissal upon Jeffrey, Miss Jeffrey's receipt of the settlement, the sum of which is not being disclosed. Well, somehow somebody reported it. Uh, Prince Andrew intends to make a substantial donation to Miss Jeffrey's charity in support of victims' rights. And so there we have it. Uh, yes. There will be a fine. Uh, he did the crime, but there will be a fine. 
there will be only a fine, and he's not even paying for the fine. His mama is going to take up the bill, and uh, which probably comes from the tax base of the British Isles. So, there is no punishment. If you were expecting this guy to be lowered into a, f a wood chipper feet first, and uh, the remains spread into my pedo pit, it's not going to happen. As I said, there is no punishment. There's no actual punishment going on here. Uh, you're never going to see this guy in public again, probably. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at least the charity is uh, getting you know a good funding um, for help with uh, abuse victims and everything else. And uh, he's he's quite sorry that he hung out with one Mr. Jeffrey Epstein who did not kill himself. Uh, but that's about it. That's all that's going to happen to the guy. He's not even going to pay the fine himself. Uh, Mama's picking up the tab on that one. So uh, this whole thing, as we've uh, shown... Oh, there was like one more thing I was going to show <laughs> in that whole thing. And uh, it's basically... Like... There's the guy's picture. This move once again. Move my stupid mug out of the way. You know, there's Prince Andrew, uh, Virginia Roberts, and uh, ooh, oh, Ghislaine Maxwell in the background, right there. But again, this this guy will never face punishment. He will never, you know, pee in a stainless steel toilet uh, and eat uh, boxed uh, mashed potatoes and uh, no gravy and margarine. He's he's never going to eat uh, crappy uh, prison food. It's never going to happen. Uh, his assets will not be liquidated and paid directly to his victims. That's that's not going to happen. So yeah, these be, these people get away with this stuff all the time. And there's uh, this fake um, thing that uh, oh well, you know, there's twelve million pounds that he's got to pay, and it's not really him that's going to pay it. It's uh, more like uh, Mummy Dearest is going to do it. So uh, that's about as ridiculous as it's going to get uh, out of that whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. And I know Ghislaine Maxwell has like a perjury trial and everything else coming up. And once again, no real punishment there. Um, but, uh, you know, here we go. Uh, so speaking of more bad things that happen, and uh, this one's going to be a little bit more of a of, uh, we fucking told you so type moment. Uh, here we go. The Fed missed inflation. Can Jay Powell tame it without causing a recession? Chairman engineered an economic rescue, but now is the tricky task of cooling prices without hampering growth. So once again, the Fed might have missed it, and they missed it kind of on purpose, you might say. But uh, when you print trillions of dollars in a matter of months, and you're trying to tell me that doing this is going to cost zero, and you're going to hold up the goose eggs for that, uh, that it's not going to cause inflation. The printing of the $4 trillion was the inflation. Uh, peons like myself and uh, probably you out there watching uh, do not get to benefit from having $4 trillion foisted on the market all at once uh, because the early actors in that get to uh, take that money before it's lost any of its value. Instead, they, they pass the, uh, <laughs> the lack of savings on to you, right? And uh, so this, this thing is like, they're trying to say, oh, inflation. Nobody could have saw that coming. How are we going to tame it without causing recession? So during the first year of the pandemic, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell earned a reputation as a monetary dove, 
rolling out innovative policies aimed at preventing financial and economic meltdown. There's no preventing it. It's happening. It's uh, kind of happening in slow motion, but it is happening. Uh, today he is changing into a hawk. It's like all of a sudden Jerome Powell is going to get tough and make that money printer go brr extra hard this time. Uh, willing to be equally improv improvisational uh, to tame inflation, now running a 40-year high of 7.5%. And, you know, all this extra thing and, you know, your wages are going to go up 2% and it's not even going to keep up with inflation, right? So there you go. Uh, whether he succeeds will go a long way to determine the future path of the economy as well as the central bank's credibility. Uh, the central bank has no credibility. It has no credibility whatsoever. Uh, since the Federal Reserve has been around since 1913, the U.S. dollar has lost over 96% of its value. It is worth less. Uh, all puns intended. Uh, thank you, central banking. And uh, so this dinosaur of a bygone era needs to die in a fire and never come back again. There's all of these uh, phony-ass Republicans, when they get up onto the uh, in front of their cameras for re-election videos and election videos, and they all want to say, oh, you know, we're going to be tough on the Fed and we're going to audit the Fed. You don't need to audit it. We already know that what they do is criminal. They need It needs to be ended. It needs to go die in a fire, but it's not going to do that. Uh, the need for about face is partly of the Fed's own making. Pfft, no, no shit. Mr. Powell responded to the pandemic by doubling down on strategies developed by his predecessors to combat prolonged high in unemployment and very low inflation. When the labor market healed rapidly and high inflation emerged as a bigger threat, he and his colleagues were caught by surprise. Whoa. No, you weren't. It was planned. It was planned. You know, and uh, like I've said a hundred times, if, if not a million times, centrally planned economies always fail. This will not work. Nothing they do will work. Uh, we're pretty far behind the curve. That's not where we wanted to be, said Eric Rosengren, uh, who as the president of the Boston Fed until last September had a hand in designing those policies, of course. Uh, this is just... There's more punishment that's not being meted out to these people. These people need to be arrested, you know, their assets liquidated, given to their victims, which is all of us, never to be seen in polite society ever again. Once again, there's no punishment for this kind of behavior. If you or I were to sit there and steadily print $100 bills in our, in our back room and started going around the neighborhood buying up shit and uh, making deals with it, with this fake phony money, we would be arrested for counterfeiting because that is what we are doing. But the Fed comes along and, you know, presses a couple of keys on the keyboard and adds a couple of zeros in a bank account somewhere. That's not counterfeiting. That's just, you know, cost of doing business, right? But of course that bank will get to, you know, <laughs> all of those uh, banks at the window uh, get to uh, get a nice little discount before the inflation hits. So this type of shit, you know, if you know your economics and you're pretty good on it, you can spot it coming a mile away. So when all of this printing of the $4 trillion was going into effect, I, I remember myself and a whole bunch of other people are screaming at the top of our lungs, this is inflation. This is going to end badly. And for the most part, we've seen the economy take a hit. And uh, 
of course, the news media is like whitewashing it over. And it's like, oh, well, the pandemic caused all of these businesses to close. No, no, no. It wasn't the pandemic. A, a virus with a 99.7 survivability did not close your business. It was the government's stupid orders and money printing and playing loosey-goosey with the facts closed your business. Never for you to return. Uh, so here it is. Uh, last one. Uh, and that, this one I just found so ridiculous that I had to cover it. Uh, this one from Reuters. Uh, you know, I'm like halfway through the article because I was reading it earlier. Uh, school boards get death threats amid rage over race, gender, mask policies. Uh, local school officials across the United States are being inundated with threats of violence and other hostile messages from anonymous harassers nationwide. Fueled by anger over culture war issues, Reuters found 220 examples of such intimidation in sampling districts. Uh, and of course, this is uh, from a few writers, so there we go again, you know, more than one writer on a story. Uh, the story contains text, images, and audio clips with offensive language, so that there, there's your trigger warning right there, right? Because, yeah, you know, people are not adults, and they can't handle information when they uh, receive it. Uh, so the letter came home to uh, of Brenda Sheridan of Loudoun County, Virginia. And this, this was the county where a trans student raped a girl in the bathroom and got moved to a different school to cover it up. And the girl's daddy got arrested because of it. Uh, addressed to one of her adult children, it threatened to kill them both unless she left the board. Already my... Bullshit detector is uh, going wild here. It is too bad that your mother is an ugly communist whore. What? Probably. Uh, said the hand-scrawled note, uh, which the family read just after Christmas. If she doesn't quit or resign before the end of the year, we will kill her. But first, we will kill you. Uh, school board members across the United States have endured rash of terroristic threats and hostile messages ignited by roiling controversies over policies on curtailing the coronavirus. Bathroom access for transgender students and the teaching of America's racial history, otherwise known as CRT. And uh, if you go follow uh, Nick Freitas on um, Freitas or Freitas, you'd probably kick my ass if I was mispronouncing his last name. So, you know, if you go follow his accounts all over the place, he talks about this kind of stuff. And uh, they, they he talks about um, how the Democrats in his state... Uh, basically obscure language. It was like, oh, we're not teaching CRT. We're teaching the teachers CRT, but we're not teaching the students that. It's like, who, who teaches the students? You know. <laughs> uh, Reuters documented the intimidation through contacts and interviews with 33 board members across 15 states in a review of threatening and harassing messages obtained from the officials or through public record requests. The news organization found more than 220 such messages in the sampling of districts School officials or parents in 15 different countries received or witnessed threats that they considered serious enough to report to the police. So here's one of the notes. Um, so once again, no, that's it. Zoom in. Zoom in on the bullshit detector. Uh, <laughs> fucking camera. Uh, if she doesn't quit or resign before the end of the year, we will kill her and first we will kill you. Um... Pressing X for doubt. 
I'm going to bet money on this one. And what's what's this? Uh, what's the communist horse name? Uh, uh, where was it? I know it was like Brenda something, because it would be a Brenda, wouldn't it? Yeah, Brenda Sheridan, right? Right there, Brenda Sheridan. Uh, I am almost willing to bet that this is going to come out. This note is fake. That uh, Brenda herself wrote this. But uh, hey, you know, what do I know? I mean, they haven't been caught, you know, faking letters and stuff like this before, right? Uh, yeah, so the main takeaway from this, uh, well, this is why Hitler threw you cunts in a gas chamber. So right there, anonymous threat to a school board member. Uh, it's like, oh, yes, uh, they're, they're blaming the Jews, of course, also. Uh, yes, so the FBI got into the, uh, into the thing, ongoing efforts to address threats of violence regarding the motivation. Okay. Here is my message to the parents out there uh, that are concerned with the education of their children. This is as plain as it gets. That's right, camera, just, you know, move all over the place. That's great. Um, get your kids out of government school. Get them away. Malcolm X said, not to let your enemy teach your children. All right, there's another old saying. I'm not even sure who said it. But if you send your kids to Rome, don't be surprised when they come back Romans. This is the same thing. Get your kids away from the government indoctrination centers. Because that's all it is. And, you know, you spend in the weekends with your kids and maybe an hour or so at night when you know when you come home from work and you're talking to you know little Johnny McDumb shit and little Susie McCrotchrot that you're uh, raising in the uh, in the school system you need to understand something uh, whatever you're saying to them is gonna go in one ear and out the other I tried to zoom right in on my face so I'm being serious <laughs> and uh, they, they listening to you because the teachers have them for eight hours a day sometimes more and uh, when the teachers don't have them the TV has them YouTube has them TikTok has them you're only there for an hour they just live with you so all of this could be avoided if government was not involved in education but here's the thing government indoctrination of children will be around but guess what you can do something about it pull them out homeschool them, or send them to a private school where you have a direct line of communication with the school administrators and that you know exactly what your kids are being taught in a private school because I'm, I'm gonna warn you right now private schools sometimes are great sometimes they're not and you got to check them out you see the voluntary V's back there. So voluntary cooperation. Guess what? That comes with a lot of responsibilities on your part. You have to be your own consumer advocate. You have to do the work in figuring out what school is best to send your kids to. 
And I'll guarantee you, at the bottom of those lists is going to be your local public school, otherwise known as a government school. Don't send them there. And when you do send them there, and when they come back, and they've got purple hair, and they want to go burn down a Starbucks because they misgendered somebody who came into their store, just remember you did that. Number one, a lot of the responsibility and blame goes on to the teachers, but once again, they're not going to get punished. That's been the theme of this whole episode. There is no punishment here. And uh, when they see your kids come into their classrooms, the only thing they see is a dollar sign on their face because that's more money for the school. They don't really care that their kids are getting educated in any kind of way. So with that depressing black pill of, a, of an episode, uh, I'm just going to tell you guys, um, you know, be easy out there. You know, shit's fucked up. It really is. All over the place. It's messed up beyond all recognition. And uh, the sooner we get through the mess, the better it will be. Because one thing I can tell you, when I log on to Twitter or when I'm talking to people out there and, you know, getting into, like, basic conversations and the conversation is, like, going towards, yeah, you know, I don't trust the government. That's like, yes. Yes, I have you. I have you. We, we agree on certain topics. So other than that, just to be the example out there, and um, I really, really want people to start taking in just a little bit more every day. And I know I'm as on a steady diet of black pills, it seems like. I, I tried to white, microdose white pills and uh, leave everybody with a, uh, with a positive thing. So the positive thing is I'm, I'm seeing more and more people coming around to it. I don't know if it's too late, but... I do see a lot more people paying attention, at least. And there's a lot more of us now than there was 10 years ago uh, getting uh, used to the idea. So uh, before I let you guys go, I'm going to uh, show you guys some of my uh, work here. If you come over here to rwac-merch-table.creator-spring.com, and it's all linked uh, in my uh, coin tree, of course. Uh, you can see these wonderful t-shirts that I have right here. The Get It Done, with the SH kind of grayed out, so you kind of get the idea there. Uh, let's see. Resistant, not hesitant. I am not mad at you. I am mad for you. That has uh, been a big one. You know, I don't really care that, you <laughs> that you're going along with this stuff. I am mad for you because you don't seem to be mad enough about it. Uh, I refuse to take part in mass hysteria. That's been like the... Uh, the calling card for uh, this last two years. As you can see, like t-shirts, 20 bucks. Come on. Come on. Uh, I got a few over here that uh, are a little bit more. A little bit more because they uh, better quality, I guess. Uh, I have fun staying poor Bitcoin. Uh, got a voluntarious V. Non-aggression, self-ownership, of course. And I made sure that it's spelled correctly. Because I have a coffee mug back there that is not spelled correctly. They had that on there. Uh, socialism is not morally defensible. It never has been. It never will be because it always requires force. Uh, I got a political atheist. Uh, that was pretty popular the last time I had it. Uh, I got that both in a regular tea and one of these uh, high-speed uh, moisture-wicking teas. And, of course, uh, one of my favorites, the Keto Anarchy. This body is fueled by fat, protein, and hate for the states. And there you go. That's the stuff I got. Uh, 20 bucks, and it is yours. 35 and 40 for some of the other shirts. 
Uh, but yeah, it's uh, a great time. Uh, I get questions about some of these shirts all the time. It's, uh, it's really fun kind of seeing people's face. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. Uh, nope, I thought I had a mug in there, but apparently I've taken it out. So I'll have to redesign a mug. So anyways, other than that, guys, take it easy. And I'll come at you next week with a brand new episode of Rebel with the Cause. Hopefully I'll have a guest. Uh, but stay tuned to find out. Out. Out.